cool. We're gonna we're gonna just um, kick straight in. I'm 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 looking quite smart, not because it's a new teaching series, um, but because Ashford Sings have got a gig today. Two gigs in Chillum. Um, I'd never been to Chillum until this week. Has anyone else in here never been to Chillum? Can you just put your hand up if you've never been to Chillum? No, it is only a select few of us, honestly. Um, I, 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 I drove into the main square and thought I'd gone back 500 years. It's quite a, quite a place. And um, we are being introduced today. We've done, oh, I don't know, 160 gigs as sings. We've been running 13 years. Um, but we've never been introduced by a town crier until today. I know, it's big stuff. Anyway, what I'd love you to do is get something out that you can write with and on you need to be able to write something, about 50 words, in fact. So don't do it in your head. You're not going to remember the 50 in your head. It, it can be electronic or manual, whatever you want. But you're definitely going to need um, some, something. Okay, we are starting this series, which hopefully will come up on the screen, please. Uh, who am I? And I'm not going to introduce the theme because the whole talk today is really introducing the theme. But what I would love you to do, you've all got something you can write with. I would like you to take three minutes, four minutes maybe. I want you to write 50 word paragraph that describes you. There's way more to say about you than turn abs. So, 50 words-ish. I mean, I'm not fussed if it's 48. I'm not going to mark it. Don't worry. How would you describe yourself? I nearly said, imagine you're writing this for a dating site, and then thought, no, that's going to go wrong. So just, just 50 words that describe you. A paragraph. To clarify, I don't mean 50 adjectives. about another minute or so. If you're watching online, I hope you're doing it, even in your pyjamas. Ah, unless you're driving and listening to this, in which case, please don't do it. Please don't do it. You have permission to do it in your head.
Who are you? Okay, last 10 seconds or so. Okay. So there are a number of ways that you may have just described yourself. And I'm, going to, I'm just going to bung up some categories. This list is nothing like exhaustive. Uh, nothing like exhaustive. But here are, some, um, here are some ways you may have just described yourself. Some of them are self-explanatory. The colour of your skin. You may have described yourself by your gender in some way. Or a hobby you've done. Or do. Uh, work you have done, I, I, I am a retired, or whatever. So, so far, on colour of your skin, gender, hobby, and work, how many of you have included at least one of those in your description? Can you just put your hands up? Okay, that's at least half the room. Relationships, so I am the son of, or I am a mother to, or whatever, I am married to. Where you live, or were born. Your nationality. Uh, you're a team, a group, a band that you're a fan of. I think in my bio somewhere it says Liverpool supporter. Um, but uh, people often uh, ally themselves and identify themselves by a band that they love and follow. Uh, your sexual orientation. A main character trait of yourself, I'm, I'm really shy or I'm really uh, extrovert or something. Hairstyle and clothing, many, many people will express or speak of their identity by talking about clothing. Maybe a skill you have, your height. Um, if Liz Thatcher's out there, you know what's going in my head. <laughs> your beliefs. Food you like, God bless the vegans. Are they not here? That's good. Uh, That up there is not a steak-loving vegan. That is like an identifying as loving steak. Or perhaps being a vegan, is it's an option. If you're a steak-loving vegan, you've got some issues really seriously going on. You should have been out here earlier, honestly. Uh, Awards or accolades, maybe. I mean, the reason that my sister-in-law, Nick's sister, was in the Abbey yesterday is because she she has a BEM, British Empire Medal, for her charitable work. Your political persuasion, probably a little bit less so in this country. I think if we were in, a, in America, you would probably be expressing yourself, like, I'm a Democrat or whatever you are. Addictions, past mistakes. So addictions is one thing. Past mistakes, I nearly put it down as another category. Many of us, we, we may identify ourselves by stuff we've done. Especially if you were inside for a while or something, that becomes almost part of your identity. So there wasn't a wrong answer, never fear, 
Uh, and there isn't a template for a right answer, and nor am I going to mark any of your answers. It's just interesting to see how you chose to describe yourself. Is it me? It is me. I won't do that anymore, then. <laughs> that seems to cause it. Here's the thing, and this is why it matters. Your identity... I've used the word determines your beliefs. They're a little bit more muddled than that, but for now I've done a line between your identity, your beliefs, your behaviour. Ultimately, the bottom line is this. Your identity comes out in your behaviour. That's the bottom line. What you think about yourself, who you think you are, will manifest itself in your behaviour. It will manifest itself in how you treat other people. It will manifest itself in how you spend money. It will manifest itself in how you tackle problems. Is it, shall I switch it to the other hip? Maybe I've got something going on in that hip today. Yeah, there's power in that hip, and they don't lie. You're right, Herb. Um, so, <laughs> Listen, the bottom line is this, right? What you believe about yourself, who you think you are, that will come out in your behaviour. If you think you're a violent or loser good for nothing, and that is essentially your identity, that is going to come out in pretty much everything you do. If you think you're a, a violent, avid in the face of a load of people person, and that's who you think you are, that is going to come out in pretty much every interaction you have. I was in the post office, uh, the sorting office, picking up a parcel, um, which was random. It was some clogs. Anyway, long story. I'm not going into. Um, and there was a guy in there before me, and he was getting seriously stroppy. And it's all because... The lady behind the counter couldn't quite be sure whether it had come out for re-delivery. It was there. If I turn up here, I expect my parcel here. He went, I'm like, wow, mate, chill. And when the parcel then did come out to him, and she said, I found your parcel, sir. And he said, well, that's really lucky for you. I thought, wow, mate, what's going on in your life? She's just doing her job, like... Why, what has gone on in your life? That, that has become part of your identity. You've got another little exercise to do. This one's a little bit more complicated. Okay? The, here's the question. Let me pop the question up. How does what you believe about yourself affect how you handle money? I'm just picking on money as an example. It could be anything. Money isn't the point. I want you to just have a think for a minute. How does how you think about yourself affect how you handle money? Maybe your anxiety levels over money, maybe how freely you spend money, maybe what you spend money on. But how does what you believe about yourself affect how you handle money? (laughs) 
you can take that one away as item one on your homework. So this still this nagging question, who exactly am I then? We hear of people going off, they're going off to discover themselves. That's an interesting exercise. One of my quickest ways to depression is to stare in a mirror for ages. Because if I only ever just keep looking at myself, I don't, maybe you, maybe you, the longer you look, the more you go, oh, yeah, now you're doing exactly, yeah. So I have this burning question that I, that I essentially hear rippling out through society. Can I choose my own identity? Can I be self-selective and choose what I identify as? What is my identity? Is it something that I can choose? Well, to help me in this, I'm going to show you this. Uh, Nick didn't know I took it, and that's okay. This is a picture in our lounge, a painting, none, no, no less, in our lounge. You can have a little look at that for a minute. Now, here's a question. What is it? What is the painting about? Here's a good question. Is it the right way up? Can I be honest and say the only reason it is the right way up is because we had to go back to the place where we bought it from online and look at the online. <laughs> That's how we know it is the right way up. The question is, if we can just have it back on the screen a minute, I just want to ask some questions about it. Can I choose? I, we just bought, well, it's actually, it's for Nick's, was it for your 40th? Yeah, it's for Nick's 40th. Can I just decide what I want that painting to be about? I can. So as far as I'm concerned, that picture's of a banana. On a tricycle, being chased by a flamingo. And this is the deception that is pervasive in 21st century in the West. The only person who knows what that painting is about is the person who painted it. I want to say to you, of course it's not a banana. What existential world do you live in where that could be a banana being chased by a flamingo on a trike? I have no idea what it is, but there's only one person who I know for sure knows who it is, and that's the artist. Assuming they weren't on something when they painted it, I'd like to think they've got some idea what that's of. I think it might be people. Is it buildings? Like, I, I, I don't know. We don't know. And the name doesn't give anything away either. Maybe this, fancy dress. This is out of the archives. Some friends of ours. Actually, this was Nick's 30th. There's a birthday theme for Nick here. And you have that thing. I think the theme was songs, song titles. Now, maybe you can look at some of those and go, oh, I can guess what that one is, or I can guess what that one is, or any there you recognize, song titles. Red 
Toxic, thank you, Britney Spears. Red Balloon isn't a song. 99 Red Balloons. Um, is she Dancing Queen? The two in the middle. Okay, so we don't really know. So what happens... <laughs> perfectly making my point. What happens then, if you turn up at a party like this, and obviously we were at this party, in fact it was in the school hall of where I used to be a deputy, but, um, and people would turn up and you'd have a good look and go, okay, what are you? Who are you? What? I can't, I can't quite tell. The only person who can tell you is the person who's turned up. In, you can actually see behind, if I can have it, have it back up, Behind Dancing Queen, I happen to know that that is Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> Only because he features in a different picture with a dummy and everything else. Oh, yeah, that's Ice Ice Baby. Um, there were a couple of uh, dodgy randomers at the same party. It's Barbie Girl, and I would walk 500 miles. Um, you, are, you are so welcome. You cannot unsee that. Um, so, Coming back to this question then, we're trying to tee up this series, can I just select my identity any more than that painting can select its own identity, I know it's not actually alive. The only person then who can select my identity is the person who knows what I was made for. So in Genesis, right at the beginning in the Bible, I'm just going to use it from here, then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. So God created, this is earlier in Genesis 1, God created human beings in his own, Im- in his own image. In the image of God he created them, male and female he created them and God blessed them. We've been created. And some people say, well, that takes great faith to believe you've been created. Like, yeah, no, it takes way more faith to believe that the complexity of the human body evolved over billions of years following a massive explosion. It's absolutely crazy faith that takes. And people say, oh, but Chris, you need to look at the fossil records. And I say, no, you need to go and look at the fossil records and all the ones that are missing. Well, we just haven't found them yet. That's right, because there's none so blind as the man who doesn't want to see. Because if you accept that we've been created, then there has to be a moment of reckoning with a creator. So here's some of the issue... If you lose the creator, then you lose the created. There's no design without a designer. In which case, it's every person for themselves. You try to find your own identity by looking at others, listening to influencers, being bombarded by a social media feed that's heavily weighted to tell you all the things that you want to hear to keep you scrolling. Ah, yeah, but this is what everyone thinks. No, Muppet. They all do the same thing. 
They all track what you like and what you, what you pause on, and they give you more of the same. And you start to think, everyone thinks like this. No, they don't. You're being lied to. You're being tricked. You're being deceived. You're not being given a balanced picture. That's why we see an increasing polarization. Because people keep hearing the same message and become increasingly embedded in that viewpoint. As people wrestle through trying to discover who they are and what they're for, they're being told the greatest value in 21st century, definitely Britain, is this word, tolerance. Tolerance, G.K. Chesterton had to say over 100 years ago, is the greatest virtue of someone who doesn't believe in anything. You might want to write that down. He said, tolerance is the greatest virtue of someone who doesn't believe in anything. So without a sense of creator, we're just being influenced by the world around us and then we get driven by feelings. People start to self-identify. I feel like... Well, I'm, I'm sorry, but since when were feelings a decent referral point? I mean, I don't know about you, but feelings come and go, right? They ebb and flow. They can change actually in a moment. Feelings are fabulous. Feelings are brilliant. I love them. But as a steerer of who we are, they're terrible. And we were never meant to work out who we are by how we feel. The Bible has a word for that. It's called Gnosticism. And in the New Testament, Gnosticism was criticised. Essentially, people start to act according to how they feel. Sound familiar? I'm going to play out a little scenario for you here. And this is to just play into this identification thing that I'm talking about. I can say this. If you went up to a group of people in the high street, even better, anyway being filmed, anywhere on social media, anywhere on television, and say, I identify as non-binary. Ah, good, good, for, good for you. That, that's okay with you, is it? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you can be what you want to be, Chris. Okay. Non-binary, great. Um, I'm actually unhappy with my age. So if it's okay with you, I'm going to identify as someone who's 41 and not 51. That's, 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 a, that's all right with you as well, right? Yeah, is that, is that okay? Yeah, I mean, because... Yeah, no, Chris, you could choose. I mean, it's all... It, you could choose. Oh, oh, great. I'm now 41 and non-binary. This is great. So my heritage is actually um, 50% English, 25% Scandinavian, and then a, some few other bits in there. But I don't know. I'm feeling more Chinese. So I'm going to just... Um, 
I'm going to just identify as Chinese from now on because you, you, you can't really tell me I can't so, because it's every man for himself, right? So uh, that okay with you. I mean, so I'm now non-binary, 41-year-old Chinese, not even man. Um, I'm six foot two, but I don't, I'm not happy with being six foot two. So from now on, I want to be known as five foot six, please. Um, and while we're, t- while we're at it, I'm 70K, not 90K, okay? <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's okay with you. So, so instead of a six foot two, 90 kilogram Englishman age 51, I've now began self-identifying as a 41-year-old, five foot six Chinese guy with no gender, weighing only 11 stone. And the world says, good for you. And you want to go... You lose the designer, then your reference point for your design largely becomes your feelings or what other people that are influencing around. And who influences the influencers? Just think about that for a minute. Who's influencing the influencers? Can we choose our identity? No. If a car has been made by a particular manufacturer, that car now can't decide it's something else. It's been designed. Designed in a certain way, to operate in a certain way. That picture on my wall, it's not of a banana. I hate to tell you this, and maybe, maybe in your crazy art world... Oh, yeah, I see the banana. Yeah. Mm. Like, like. Is there a banana? That's great, Ruth. Um, you need to come back up for more prayer. But anyway. Um, as, <laughs> so as the church, we're called to something far higher than tolerance. I'm, I'm, making a, I'm making a social observation at the same time here. We're called to something far higher than tolerance. We're called to love. That's way better than tolerance. Tolerance is... Do what you like, as long as it makes you happy. That's what tolerance is. Well, I want to be a banana. <laughs> Knock yourself out. No one can say anything because then you're being bigoted. And this is what happens, and the polarization begins. They didn't take me as I am. They didn't just accept me. They started questioning my gender. There are some people at a local school, won't say which one, where some of the children, some of the students are identifying as animals. I mean, dear God, set them free. I'm not even criticising them. Uh, My heart isn't one of criticism. My heart is one of, come on, church. Come on. So when we say yes to Jesus, coming away slightly from from the social aspect of this, that outer shell, the old man is corrupted by sin. But when we say yes to Jesus, we are born again. The process of being recreated from the inside out begins. 
It's not a new design, but the one God originally had of us. And he says, I'm going to start, I'm going to work this time from the inside out and gradually transform you into the person I originally designed and created you to be. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, a new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here, it says in 2 Corinthians. Let me just, I'd encourage you just for a minute to shut your eyes. Again, if you're listening by podcast and you're in a car, don't. Uh, Everyone else, just shut your eyes for a minute. I'm just going to talk you through a little imagination for a second. There was once a talented and kind man who'd made many paintings, lovingly applying brushstroke after brushstroke to create what he could see in his head and heart. He painted brilliantly, and over time there were thousands of these paintings. He stored them all in a factory warehouse. And in the middle of the warehouse was a machine that held the paint. Unfortunately, this painter had upset a former employee by booting him out when he turned against the artist. This former employee crept in at night and filled the machine with all the wonderful paints that the artist used for his paintings. Then he turned the machine on. In seconds, the machine spun up and the paint was flying out with random flicks and lumps of paint landing on the artist's paintings. Soon, there were big smears down each one and the original design was disappearing under layers of distorted paint. In the morning, the painter opened the door to find paint still being spun and flicked over all his beautiful artwork. And it was difficult to tell if any of them had any design whatsoever. The painter cried out in anguish, but knew he could only do something about it if the pictures wanted his input. Some of the pictures almost seemed to be enjoying the disfigurement, and some reveled in the fun of what the machine was doing to the room and the paintings. I just need one of you to cry out, to ask me to rescue you, wept the painter. Suddenly, he heard a cry for help. He rushed in to the warehouse and found the painting. And with his back to the machine, he shielded the painting from any further paint strikes. He cradled it in his arms and began to wipe away the excess paint with his tears. This is nothing like how I made you. Look what has happened to you after the enemy switched on the machine. I love you and will restore you to how I designed you in all your glory. Stay with me and I will shelter you from all the paint splats. One day, I'll destroy the machine for good. But for now, it continues. But you, my precious creation, you now rest under the shadow of of my protection and love. When we say yes to Jesus, God comes rushing in, uses himself to shelter us while lovingly and painstakingly recreating us according to his original design. In Galatians chapter 2, it says this, My old identity has been co-crucified with Christ. 
and no longer lives. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine, for Jesus, the Jesus, the Christ, lives his life through me. We live in union as one. So my new life is now empowered by faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and he dispenses his life into mine. That is the identity of someone who has said yes to Jesus. And here's the 2 Corinthians 5. It says this, if anyone is in Christ, in Christ, we are now knitted together in Christ. If you've said yes to Jesus, we are in Christ. The new creation has come. The old is gone. That's what baptism is. We celebrate the old dying and you're now resurrected in Christ. Christ infusing his himself into us. The Holy Spirit actually lives on the inside of us. The God of the entire universe actually lives on the inside of us. Where do you think the distortion of new age comes from? That you find God on the inside of you. Ah, close. Look at this in Ephesians 2. Oh, did I miss that slide? Oh no, I've gone too far. Here. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgression, it's by grace you've been saved. And God raised us up, where are we? With Christ. And seated us with him in the heavenly realms, in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us, in Christ Jesus. For it's by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. In other words, you can't earn this. It's the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. This is the bottom line. For the rest of this series, the talk isn't going to be like this. Because the Bible so clearly speaks of who we are if we have said yes to Jesus. I've got sheets and sheets of them. I'm not going to give them to you because that's lazy and you need to go and find them for yourselves. Even just the top ten, they're not in order, I don't mean that kind of top ten. I am faithful. Ephesians 1, chapter 1 says, I am faithful. I am God's child, says John 1, 12. I have been justified, Romans 5, 1. I am Christ's friend. Oh, I feel like God doesn't like me. Get back to your Bible. What does he say? He says here, I'm, wow, I'm, I'm God's friend. Wow, I'm Jesus' friend. Yeah, yeah, but like I, I have that addiction problem. Uh, no, it doesn't say that. It just says I'm Jesus' friend. I belong to God. Oh, I just, don't know. I just don't know how to identify. I just don't know who I belong to. You belong to him. You've been purchased at a price. If you said yes to him, you've been purchased at a price and you belong to him. And he loves you. 
I am a member of Christ's body. I am assured all things work together for good. I have been established, anointed, and sealed by God. I am confident that God will perfect the work he has begun in me. I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm hidden with Christ in God. I've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And so the list goes on and on and on. Because most of what Jesus talked about was our new identity. So we all have this choice. If you want to keep listening to the influencers and trying to self-determine who you are, then that is an option. What makes much more sense is to go to the person who created you and the person, if you've said yes to Jesus, who is recreating you and saying, who am I? Am I beaten up, lost, a bit useless? Or am I an overcomer? Well, I don't feel like an overcomer, yeah, but it's not based on your feelings. It's not based on our feelings. That's Gnosticism, where we live based on what our feelings tell us. So sometimes we might feel one thing and we have to go back to the Bible. These are only printed out of the Bible. You have to go back to the Bible and say, what does God, who does God say I am? Who am I? I am not this drug addict. I'm not a divorcee. I'm not a waste of space. I'm not these things. I am what he says I am, and I have what he says I have. We have two choices. Believe it or don't. I'm going to pray because we need to wrap up. Let's stand, shall we? Father, for many of us, we have been trying to live like a duality where we sort of read what you say of us, but actually we probably listen more to the world around us. And in truth, it hasn't got us very far. I pray, God, we will be bold enough to believe that we are who you say we are. We might sound like a fanatic, but that's okay. Because pretty much all the early church Christians were known as fanatics. So we'll take that label. God, I am not interested in being identified in certain ways by the world. I want to go back to the creator, come to you and say, who am I? Who am I in Jesus? What have you created me to do and to be? And Father, I pray for people here that over these coming weeks as we explore the in Jesus and we explore our identity as people who have said yes to him, that we will discover treasures that transform us. Thank you for listening to Numa Sunday's podcast. For more information, go to numachurch.uk where you can find more ways to connect with us. Have a great week and remember you're loved.